0: Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the Reconciling Grace of Jesus Christ.
1: This is Pete Vecchi, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Reconciling Grace, Joining me today are Mick Wells and Vicki Cundiff. And Vicki, you have had the honor, if you want to call it the honor, maybe it's the, the horror. I don't know if it's the horror, but I think you've really, really wanted to share this particular topic. You you brought it up to us and say, I have something I really, really want to share. And it's really good to know when somebody's excited about a topic. So I think I'm just going to pass it over to you right now and say, why don't you let us know what's going on here?
0: Okay, well, just something I feel that God led me to. Uh, I titled it "Whose Fault Is It?" Um, Because you know, bad things happen in this world, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And sometimes fault is directed in certain places, you know, as a way of maybe finding answer answers to things. Uh, But I just thought we would talk about that today and just uh, maybe help some people maybe going through some things. Maybe they'll get some answers to this or whatever. Um, Because sometimes, when we're going to talk about this, how sometimes people can tend to blame God. Uh, or not but let's just talk about um, why these things happen and you know at the beginning of the bible um, in genesis we read that god created a, a perfect world uh, adam and eve lived there in the garden of eden and we don't know how long that they live there bible doesn't tell us that but we do know that it was wonderfully perfect can you imagine that in the world that we live in of something being so wonderfully perfect um, but we do uh know that one day everything changed um satan tempted them to sin by disobeying god and they were given everything that they needed of course Uh, everything like i said was wonderfully perfect they had everything but they were told not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and uh you know possibly god gave them um this one thing so that they could prove their loyalty maybe you know god wants us to choose uh to love him right you know Uh, But anyway, they were told not to eat from that. And remember, there was a warning. There was a consequence that uh, God told Adam that if you eat from this tree, that you will surely die. So even though they had everything they wanted, Satan tempted them, and they ate of that tree. And what happened as soon as they ate from that tree? Remember, the Bible says that uh, they felt the guilt and the shame of their sin and their rebellion against God. And remember, they, they hid from him. And, you know, I think people still have that concept that they can hide their stuff from God. <laughs> we certainly can't. They couldn't then. You know, if they uh, read in their first chapters, that chapter 3 of Genesis, you'll see that you really can't hide from God, even though they tried to hide from Him. But, you know, God has given us the gift of free will, and we see that in that story, right? They had oh, a yeah. choice to make. And so... Uh,
1: I mean, the way I used to hear it put when I was in Bible college especially was... God gave us free will because He didn't want us to worship Him because we had to. Mm-hmm. He didn't want us to be robots. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we have to choose whether or not we're going to love and serve God, or whether we're going to do as we please and live a life of sin. Uh, because basically, that's that's the choice. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna live without God, then you're gonna live a life that's that's in sin and doing as you please. And so Adam and Eve they made that choice and they disobeyed and uh, God's authority. Um, And there was just this one commandment, right? Uh, But yet they couldn't obey that that one commandment. And they ate from that tree. And uh, as we said at that moment, sin came into the world. Uh, They felt the guilt and the shame of their sin. But there wasn't just consequences for them, right? We have the consequences as well that we have to live in. We know that uh, we're all born as sinners with a sinful sinful nature and that everyone then is going to sin. We're just born that way. So, let's talk about the consequences. Um, what are the consequences of living in this world since that day when that perfect world that they lived in was marred by sin?
2: I think the reality is that uh, consequences are all around us. We run into it every day. Uh, we I mean death death came into the world. sin came into the world according to the scripture. And the effects of sin are all around us. You know, people we thought we could trust, we find have lied to us or deceived us. Um, People, um, well, I guess what gets me is that non-believers typically believe that mankind is the answer to the world's problems. And mankind is inherently fallen because of this effect of of sin on the world. So they're looking to man in some kind of illusion of innate goodness. But uh, as as I look at the world, I I see a power outage in a big city gives rise to all kinds of crime, looting and and, uh, theft and beatings and uh, just very ungodly behavior. And we have to recognize that that's the world we have until we can enjoy... um, peace and freedom if you will in the presence of christ
1: and i think he has that all planned for us
0: yeah i think he does
1: just to jump off something that you said mick um you talked about the fact how humans seem to and you didn't use these words but the the sense of it is that humans seem to think that we can make everything right that we can solve all these problems but in essence wasn't that really what the original sin was is that human beings, Adam and Eve, chose to follow their own way rather than the way that God told them. So one of the things that I'd like to say, and Vicki, I'll answer your other question here in just a moment, but one of the things that I'd like to say about this is that if you look at the Old Testament in a broad, broad, broad sense, meaning... Okay, there's a lot of good stuff in the Old Testament, but I'm saying if you want to just give one real quick synopsis of it is that after the fall, the Old Testament is predominantly the story of human beings trying to attain God or godliness on their own and continually failing, mm. showing their need for something else. Yeah, and agree. that something else was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, to get back to what you were asking, Vicki, about... What has the consequence been? Again, going back to my days in Bible college and stuff, the best way that I can put it is that from the fall, from the time that sin entered the world, this world has ceased to function the way that it was originally intended to function. Let me say that one more time without the tongue twister. It has ceased to function the way that it was originally intended to function so all kinds of things have happened in the world somebody said to me well what about for instance maybe there were no no tornadoes maybe there were no tsunamis maybe there were no earthquakes things that that happen now that we say are well that's just mother nature folks i don't believe in mother nature i believe in father god and i i say that some people might think oh that's cute i I don't say that lightly I believe in a father God, but what has happened is humanity has messed up the original intention for creation.
0: Yes. And something that came to me too, was when you were talking about mankind and how they're bent toward wanting their own way and everything and thinking they have the answers for everything. Don't you think that that's because sin rises up that deep need for selfishness and pride? And that's what people operate out of. Yeah.
2: I'd like to just mention that I think the the real tragedy in the panorama of existence is the first fall, and I think the that fall refers to uh, Satan, mm-hmm. Lucifer. This is a created being who wanted to be God. He was obviously given free will because he exercised that will to rebel,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but when we say sin entered the world in that through the fault of, of mankind, and that is true, but, but there's obviously a fall that took place before that. And as when, when we, you were reflecting upon the story of the Garden of Eden and a perfect world, well, God declared it very good, his, his creation but Satan had obviously already fallen when he took the form of a serpent and did the temptation. I, I don't know that any scholar can say exactly when that happened. Right. But I think that's the real tragedy because if Satan hadn't fallen, would there have been a temptation? You know, But the fact is, uh, we're left with the light that we have in the scripture. And uh, these are the cards that you and I have been dealt. Uh, through the generations of time since adam and we are certainly living with the effects of a fallen world
0: yes we are and there's death now you know in the bible it says that god told adam you will surely die mm-hmm. but even that is twofold you know you got physical death and so we're going to live in this world where we're going to die and so that means there's going to be sickness and there's going to be disease and and all this kind of thing is going to happen it's not just about the sin of what people are going to do to us, which we know that that happens. We can sin against people, they can sin against us if we choose to do so, or if they choose to do so. But there's also this natural course of the body is going to decay, it's going to die one day. Mm -hmm. But then there's the aspect of spiritual death because both things happened that day. Everything was perfect, everything was good, they were walking with God, and now there's this spiritual death because now sin has entered into the world, and of course we know the remedy to that is Jesus Christ.
1: And when we talk about spiritual death, I think that there are a lot of people who have the idea that, well, what's hell really? I mean, is hell really all about this really hot place where this devil who is dressed in red and carrying a pitchfork and has pointy ears and a pointy tail or whatever? Um, Is that what it's about? And, And honestly, I'm not sure that I don't see that as kind of a, a metaphorical way of describing just agony and such. Now, I'm not saying maybe maybe hell does have uh, flames and, 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 and where the fire never goes out, because Jesus did say that. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe he was speaking metaphorically on that, because to me, what hell is, is eternal separation from God. And lack of hope.
2: Reach out to it.
1: Exactly. I was going there next. So you and I kind of right there on the same page, Mick, I think. Scary.
0: In a place where the conscience doesn't die. Mm -hmm. It's going to be that torment, you know, of what Mm -hmm. you did. But Jesus did say it would be a place where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm You
2: know, I think it's both uh, a physical and a spiritual level. Sure.
0: But it's going to be horrible. I don't plan to go there. Yes. (laughs) I've accepted Christ. He's been my remedy. I don't plan to go there. I'm hanging in there with him. Yep.
1: I am too, as long as as long as I have something to say about it. But really, you know what? We really still need to rely on the Lord to keep us there. Because no matter what I do, I'm not going to be able to attain this this perfection even in this life. I think that's sometimes what Paul meant when he says, not that I have obtained all this yet. Because he hasn't obtained that point where we have graduated past this particular um part of being in the body almost enslaved in this body um to the point where we can overcome all these evil things and i see a light flashing that that's one of a bob our engineers uh, little signals saying hey it's just about time to take a break so vicky i think i'm going to go ahead and just bring us into the break now and we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsor
0: And we're back from our break, and we've been talking about uh, what happened at the fall in the Garden of Eden and how sin and death came into the world. Uh, God's commandment to not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil was meant to protect Adam and Eve from evil, wasn't it? It was meant for their own good, uh, but now because they sinned against God and they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and sin entered the world, now they and all of humankind now struggle in this life in the fight against good and evil and believe me i I so believe that there is a battle going on there's spiritual warfare going on that, that we can't see but we know that we can't live this life without experiencing the effects of the fallen world that we live in it's a sinful world and even though we know that we live in this world of sin and death we can still try struggle to try to understand why bad things happen to us i think that at some point that's a question Uh, that goes through everyone's mind sometimes at some point in their life. But where do we get the idea that nothing bad is going to happen to us in this life?
2: Well, I think it flows somewhat from people's false construction of the character of God. In other words, a lot of people would want to accept the uh, premise that God is good. And, of course, we all do. The song says God is good all the time. And and he is. (laughs) And he is. He's good all the time. But with that in mind, and without regard to what the scriptures reveal to us about the character of God, they say, then okay, if if God truly is good and loving, um, he nothing bad should happen in this world, and that God, where was he? He should have stepped in and blocked this thing. And why should he do that? It's because I say so, because that's my concept of a good and loving God. So I think we we tend to uh, come up with a character of God out of our own construction and not let the scriptures reveal to us uh, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, God's uh, true nature and purpose.
0: I agree, and it's also, just to add to that, I just don't wanna go through this, so come and rescue me, kind of thing.
2: (laughs) I think sometimes they look at God as a divine fire extinguisher, Or, or alarm bell, where if they really need him, they bust the glass and say, here, God, now come out and help me.
1: And I think that happens a lot, especially when people first um, give their lives to Jesus Christ, you know, because we we are taught, and we are taught rightly, that Jesus loves us, that we are now adopted into God's family, that uh, God the Father is our father, Jesus is our brother. and why not think that, hey, the God of the universe who loves us and is good is going to protect us from everything. And, you know, this goes back even to the days when, when Jesus was walking this earth. Even the disciples would not understand it when he told them that he was going to be killed, that he was going to be crucified. Um, look at all the suffering that Paul went through in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um Every one of the apostles, outside of Judas, who who hanged himself, um, was either put to death or they tried to put him to death. Tradition holds that that the apostle John um, died a natural death, but that was only after, at one point, being thrown into boiling oil and surviving. That's part of the the um, historical understanding of what happened to John and exiled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't kill him until they exiled him. (laughs) (laughs) We have a scripture from John chapter 16, verse 33, and gives us an answer uh, to what we're talking about here. So Mick, if you would like to read that for us, please.
2: Sure. Uh, Jesus told his disciples these words. I have told you these things so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world.
0: So we're told here that we will suffer many trials and sorrows, but Jesus gives us the peace in the midst of it, and he is our hope in this life and also in the life to come. So we do have that warning is the point there. You will suffer many trials. You will have many sorrows. In another place, he tells us that uh, it's not you know part of our scripture here, but he tells us that you will be persecuted. I was persecuted and you will be persecuted. And so this idea that nothing bad is ever going to happen to us is all in our own head. It's because we don't want to suffer. And it's like you were saying earlier, Mick, that we think that uh, God is, he's this great God, so we shouldn't have to suffer. But there is suffering in this life. It's a fallen sinful world, as we said. And so suffering is going to take place in our life. But you know, we've all said maybe, or we've heard someone else ask these questions, why did this happen how could this have happened why did god allow this to happen or why did god do this to me or why didn't he stop this those are classic questions aren't they you know we have a story in uh, the book of john chapter 9 there was a man who was born blind and the question was asked who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind and that's because traditionally they believe that. If anyone, if something bad happened to someone, then there must be sin in their life somewhere. So it was either the sin of this man, but then they had to justify it that maybe even his parents sin, since he was born blind, he was born that way, trying to find a reason. Like you said earlier, I thought that was good how uh, mankind were always thinking that we have the answers for everything. And and we're also always looking for a reason, uh, an answer for something. And so traditionally, that's what they thought. Uh, but and when,
1: when you're saying they, you're talking about the Jewish culture the at Jewish that time. The Jewish culture at that right, time. Right, okay, They, they okay. thought
0: that back at that time. But remember the story of Job. What a tremendous book of the Bible. If uh, mm-hmm. any of our readers haven't read that, it's just a tremendous book. It uh, talks about suffering. We know that tragedy struck Job. He lost all of his livelihood. Uh, he had a lot of riches and, and things. He lost his livelihood. Uh, but most importantly, he lost all 10 of his cho- children in one day. A terrible storm, and, and they mm. died And his friends, now if you can imagine having friends like this, his friends eventually came to visit him, and their intention was to comfort him, but they had that same concept. And they were pretty much telling him that it's because you sinned that all this has happened to you. And Job's like, I know my heart's pure. I know that I didn't do this. And, And if you read that story, we're not going to get into all that, but if you read that story, God ended up at the end of it telling Job to pray for those friends because of their sin and what they were saying. Uh, and doing to him and so there's just this concept that people think if something bad happens uh, it must be God's fault you know he's punishing because of sin you've sinned it's your fault it's someone's fault uh, in that way and we see that in modern day you know if something happens catastrophes or something that it could be a, a punishment for sin now I'm certainly not saying that God can't do that because you can't read the Old Testament without reading that sometimes God sent plagues Um, He sent some kind of catastrophes to happen. Uh, He would allow an army to come and overtake a whole country uh, as punishment for sin. But realistically, we don't know when that's happening nowadays. We can read that in the Bible and know that uh, it's been told that 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 happened, but we really don't know. So the concept that we're really looking at right now is that tragedies are going to happen,
1: right? Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Things are going to happen to us in this life. Why do you think God is often blamed for what happens to people?
1: Ultimately, he's supposed to be in charge, isn't he? And if he loves everybody, nothing bad should happen. Now, I can't claim to have all the answers. But again, I, I some of the things I learned in Bible college I have stayed with me for all these years. As much as I've always hated going to school and I hate taking classes, some things have stayed with me. And one of the things that one of my professors said that has stayed with me for all these years is that. We live in this fallen world. I like to use the term that it is infected and affected by sin. I think I've said that in previous broadcasts. And here's the thing. God generally, and again, I use the word generally, allows the natural course of events to take place in this world. It's a fallen world. He generally allows them to happen unless, and this is a big underlined, bold-faced unless, He chooses to supernaturally intervene. And what I have found is that when he does choose to supernaturally intervene, it is because it's going to bring glory to him in some way.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is what we was referring to, John chapter 9, and the, the man was born blind. And Jesus said that very thing, that it was for God's glory, because, you know, it, it was happening anyway mm-hmm. but god used that for his glory because jesus healed him
1: i'm glad to know i yeah. didn't just make that up
0: yeah <laughs> you was reading scripture weren't you <laughs> yeah
2: i think uh it seems to be human nature whenever things go wrong the first reaction is to blame somebody or, or or something and i used to witness this uh when i was uh working if something went wrong you Two people might argue, "Oh, it's your fault." No, it's your fault. <laughs> and the tendency is to put blame on, on something, rather than to mutually seek solutions. You mean politics? Politics. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's human nature. Well, my my little comments and my notes here uh, said you you can only blame a president for so much. So God is just conveniently there. So let's blame.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) somebody has to be a fall right
2: (laughs) yeah well you know uh, this is kind of a rabbit trail but i did read back when a tsunami hit indonesia a few years ago that a president was blamed for the tsunami tsunami not the response to it but for the tsunami itself so i i think we're dealing with
1: A fallen world in terms of human nature and blame. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, we don't want anything bad to happen to us. And, you know, one of the silly things that I like to watch, don't ask me why, but I like to watch some of these judge shows on TV. You know, um, I won't name specific names, but it seems to me that so often the litigants who are there, at least one of them just thinks that nothing wrong should ever happen, and Some of the suits that are filed, they're they're taking so-and-so to court because such-and-such happened where the defendant is just kind of like, What could I do about it? You know, there was nothing that they could do. It's like, you know, I'm not even going to try to get into some specifics, but the judge will just have to say sometimes things are accidents. These things didn't, um, these people didn't intend to have anything like that happen. There was nothing they could do to stop it from happening. They're not going to compensate you because this happened over here.
0: You know, it seems that God is often blamed for tragedy more than He's given credit for anything good. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. Re- I still remember someone that uh, we were praying. Um, it was a family member. We were praying and uh, asking God to, to bless the the meal and everything. You know, and being thankful. And when it was over, she spoke up and said, well, you know, I earned money for it. I'm the one who went to work. What's he got to do with it? Oh. And you, you know, I'm just wincing inside. Oh. But this person came to know Christ, you know, as their savior. And so sometimes that you can just have this uh, not an understanding the things of God, but it does show that God can change people's heart. <laughs> <laughs> so that just kind of reinforces, you know, why does this bad thing happen to me? But take the credit for the good things. You do them um, yourself. Um, so It seems uh, that that's true, but people tend to believe in a higher power, don't you think? This Mm -hmm. divine authority that is out there, especially when they can't find the answer or the reason for what is happening, because most of the time we want to know an answer. Well,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think there are also those people who don't believe in the divine power anymore, or at least they say they don't. I think when push comes to shove, they realize that they aren't in control. But I think in today's world, especially... Um, human beings really are tending to think more and more and more that it is humanity that is going to solve all the world's problems. Mm -hmm. And now there are a lot of people who are Christians, and I'm not necessarily trying to say that that Christians are better people than non-Christians. God loves all of us. But there are people out there who will just say humanity has all of the answers to everything.
0: But there's those that do try to blame God. They're looking for a reason and it causes them to blame him in a way of coping with what's going on with them or finding answers to what has happened. It may also help them to find expression for their emotions. Like, you know, they feel such anger, they want to blame somebody. So they lash out at God and and they blame him. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you're saying, Pete, it does reveal that even unbelievers, when they come into that time, they're looking for an answer. You know, why is this happening? And oftentimes, whether or not they realize it, they're kind of looking at an answer from God when they want to blame him for it. Um, So um, people tend to want to blame him, but they never want to blame Satan. You ever notice that, even though he wreaks havoc in our life? And so we're going to have to wrap up this episode, and we're going to pick up uh, the next week's episode, and we're going to be talking about the Satan's fault in some of these things that is going on around us.
1: That's right, because, you know, I think it's a lot of times that, you know, it's one thing to say, OK, yeah, I sure believe in God. But, you know, don't you think a lot of people right now in this day and age think that it's too sophisticated to believe in a devil, too sophisticated to believe in hell? Um, just like there are some people who would say they're too sophisticated to believe that there was truly an Adam and Eve, Um it's just one of those things where I think it's going to be good when we get into it next time, Vicky. because, uh, yeah, we have about uh, 45 seconds left here so I can say this, um, that it's good because the devil really should get a lot of the blame. But we blame either each other or God. And we kind of put the devil off to the side.
0: That's because he's sly and he's trying <laughs> to get hide behind the, the bushes, so to speak.
1: <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, I, I do not like satan but sometimes we got to remember he's good at his job mm-hmm. so well we have about uh, just a few seconds left here so Vicky, i want to thank you for sharing uh this topic today and we're going to get into part two of it next time so for vicki cundiff and for mick wells this is pete Vecchi, and i want to thank you for joining us for reconciling grace
0: this has been reconciling grace